Believe it or not, I used to be absolutely terrified of networking. No way. You? <laughs> yeah, that was me. I'm Despina Zangas, host of Connect and Bloom, a transformative podcast designed for women looking to harness the power of networking, make life-changing connections, and improve their personal and professional lives in ways that they could have previously only imagined. Because I truly believe that inside each of us is a social butterfly just waiting to bloom. Let's connect. If you listened to the last Connect and Bloom episode of 2021, you'll know that I decided to change the format a bit. In this season, I'll still occasionally interview amazing women who are expert networkers, but I'll mostly be selecting a specific topic about networking and doing a deep dive on it. I bet you're wondering what's the first topic for this new format. Well, I'm going to start at the beginning by answering the question, what is networking? Every time I tell someone that I'm an expert networker, The response is often, oh my God, I'm so bad at it, or I'm terrified of networking. I could never do that. Even though they've got a massive network right at their fingertips, I suspect the reason is that they've got the definition of networking all wrong. What comes to mind when you think of the word networking? Is it a bunch of business people in a room having a superficial conversation? Something you do only when you need a job? a place where people are just collecting business cards and using each other, something only for extroverts, a big scary room full of random strangers, something you want to avoid at all costs. Most people think networking is going to an event and working the room. And by that, I mean working their way to each person in the room, talking to senior business people, making amazing small talk, handing out their business cards, meeting a ton of people, and leaving with a few deals in the works. Uh, No, that's not networking. No wonder so many people say they're so bad at it. I'm a networking expert, and I don't even do that. Yes, Going to an event and meeting people is one way to network, but that's just one way. There are so many other ways to network that are much easier and not so scary. I'm going to tell you about them and how you can learn to love networking too. So what is networking? At its core, networking is about building and nurturing relationships and supporting those people you've connected with. If you've listened to the previous episodes of my podcast, you'll remember that many of my guests talked about how it's important not to immediately try to get business from someone. Rather, it's important to listen to them and their needs to see how you can help them. And I have to say, it feels really great to help someone or introduce two people to help move their business to the next level. Let's dig into the working the room notion that comes to everyone's mind when they hear the word networking. Yes, this does mean you have to approach people you probably have never met before, but it doesn't have to be everyone in the room. Instead, try to focus on meeting just one or two people. That's a lot more manageable, isn't it? Even if you think this person will never be of use to you or this conversation is going nowhere, stick with it. I've got a story to share in a future episode about someone I thought who would never be useful, although she was a really fascinating person, and boy was I wrong. She's been one of the most important contacts I've had to date. You never know who you may lean on in your network in the future. 
What are the other ways of networking? Most people think of LinkedIn, but simply clicking connect because you think they might be interesting and not doing anything with that connection is not networking. What you should do is actively engage with them and their content, like their posts, comment on their posts, share their posts, tag other people in their posts who you may know might be interested. That's networking because remember, as I said, networking at its core is about supporting others. I know that when I post something on LinkedIn, there are a few people who will share, like, or comment on my posts every time, and I'm so grateful for them. It helps raise awareness and increase the exposure of my work, and I do the same for them. At the end of the day, we want each other to succeed. This kind of networking doesn't stop at LinkedIn. Even though we think of it as the main business networking platform, we can use all forms of social media to form connections, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever works. But remember, no matter the platform or method, engage genuinely. What are some of the other ways to network? For me, the most effective one was volunteering. Some listeners might know I'm the co-founder of an organization called Lean in Canada. As of this recording, it has 8,000 plus members across Canada. In the process of building this organization, I met thousands of women who had introduced me to other women in their network. Not to mention, this has been my greatest source of revenue so far. When you're the founder of an organization, you begin to see regular faces and develop relationships with them naturally over time. Though Lean In is a huge success in terms of networking, I also volunteer with other organizations. Why? Because it's just easier to meet people and connect with them in an environment where you have a shared purpose. You're not going up to total strangers because you're all there to support the organization, so it's not weird or awkward to approach someone. So far, we've gone over working the room, connecting on social media, and volunteering. What are other less conventional ways of networking? If you're a pet owner, taking the dog to the dog park and meeting the other owners is a great way to connect with people. For one, pets are an easy icebreaker. And second, like with volunteering, you begin to see regulars at the same spots. You will naturally gravitate towards one another and develop a relationship over time. How about chatting with your barista or waitstaff while waiting on your coffee or having a meal? So often, people working in the service industry come from super interesting backgrounds. And again, you never know who may be useful down the line or consider getting to know your fellow TTC riders, especially if you commute the same way every day and begin to see familiar faces. You can also join a co-working space, talk to people at the gym, use dating as a way to network, find connections through friends and family, get to know your neighbors, connect with previous coworkers or existing clients, and so much more. As we discussed with LinkedIn, online networking is just as effective as in person. Here are a few other ways to connect on the web. Writing blogs or articles for other businesses or companies, online networking events, following someone on a social platform and engaging with their posts, sending an email to connect, chatting on Clubhouse, Slack, or WhatsApp, sending a text or DM, Networking apps like Bumble for Biz, sending a happy holiday or happy birthday note. The more you start to implement these networking tactics, the more natural it will begin to feel. Again, be sure to connect genuinely. Send that birthday email because you care about the person and want them to have a good birthday, not because you want something from them. 
What about combining online and in-person? Sites like Meetup or Eventbrite host a lot of exciting events. They have apps you can download to stay on top of what's happening in the city. If you're doing an online course, you can suggest an in-person meetup or take that client meeting off Zoom and into a coffee shop, as long as it's COVID safe. Even though a lot of this can sound casual, it doesn't mean it's not work. Relationship building takes time. That's where the word work comes into play in networking. As I said, don't worry about trying to get business right away. Instead, figure out how you can help someone else and support them. In future episodes, I'll dive into networking even more and answer questions such as why networking is important, what to actually do at an event, what to do after an event, and more. I'll share some personal success stories and some faux pas I've committed along the way. We're all figuring it out as we go along. I'll even share what to do if you're an introvert who struggles with big social settings. I used to be absolutely terrified of networking, but once I realized it was about nurturing and cultivating relationships and even friendships, and that it wasn't all about schmoozing, I began to love it. And you can too. By reframing the very definition of networking, I realized I'd already been doing it my whole life, and I was actually quite good at it. I hope you'll like this new format, and I hope you've got a pen and paper ready. I've got a ton to share with you. Stay tuned for my next episode where I talk about why networking is important. Thanks for tuning in to Connect and Bloom, a podcast that empowers women to master the art of networking and make life-changing connections. Got a burning question about networking? Share it below or shoot me an email at dispinatconnectandbloom.com. If you want to explore this topic further, head on over to the Connect and Bloom website, follow me on Instagram or Facebook, or if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. Be sure to connect and bloom with me again in our next episode.